What is up guys? It is Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm going to be hitting you guys with another set of week 15 rankings. So yesterday I talked about the running backs and the wide receivers. Today, I'm going to be locking in on my top 18 quarterbacks and my top 18 tight ends. So going through both those positions today, and then I'll also be putting out a video in like an hour or two. It'll probably be up by the time you guys are watching this, but I'll be going through my top 15 defenses and top 15 kickers. So if you guys are interested in that, you know, you can uh, go check that one out. As always, if you have any questions, you can drop them down below. I will make sure to respond to every single person, but hopefully this uh, can help you guys set your lineups for this important week of the fantasy playoffs. But let's just jump right into it. And we're going to start off at the quarterback position. And I think Jalen Hurts here is a pretty clear number one. Obviously, he's a high-end QB1 week-to-week regardless of matchup, but then he also has the benefit of having a great matchup here against the Chicago Bears. So I like him at number one. I really like Justin Herbert here at number two. I mean, there was honestly a little stretch there in the middle of the season with Allen and Williams out where like Justin Herbert wasn't even a locked-in start. Like there were legit spots where he may have fallen out of like the top 12 weekly quarterbacks. But with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams back, Justin Herbert is a locked-in high-end quarterback one. And then you look at his matchup here against the Titans, a golden matchup for opposing fantasy quarterbacks. So I like him here at number two. At three, I have Patrick Mahomes feeling great about Mahomes. I feel like he may almost get stuck in this spot where he's almost like phased out of this game because of how dominant they're probably going to be. But I mean, they're obviously going to need to put up points, you know, to get that huge lead to run the ball out. So still a great quarterback option this week. At four, I have Josh Allen. Now there are some potential uh, weather concerns here, playing in Buffalo, potentially, you know, some snow. And to be totally honest, like it may dock him a little bit if the weather's bad, but there would need to be like a full-on blizzard. We're talking like feet of snow for me to drop Josh Allen out of my top like six fantasy quarterbacks. He has the legs, so we also know he can get it done on the ground. He's not a pocket passer who's just going to be like totally neutered, uh, you know, by poor weather. So I still like him as a very strong play this week, and I wouldn't really panic unless the weather's getting like crazy bad. Um, after him, I have Joe Burrow here going up against the Bucks. We just saw the 49ers absolutely dismantle this defense. Not super afraid of this, uh, you know, Bucks defense. Joe Burrow could be without some of his top weapons. T. Higgins, that whole situation is weird and seems up in the air. We also have uh, Tyler Boyd, who's likely going to miss. Hayden Hurst still week to week. So he may be without some of those top weapons, but I still like him as a very strong start. At six, I have Justin Fields. And I feel like when we're looking at the quarterback position, probably like the question I've been getting most often is like how I feel about Justin Fields this week. We know he's been an absolute stud, but in some of those big games, he's had, you know, softer or neutral matchups. This is definitely a very tough matchup here against the Eagles. But the kind of point that I keep reiterating, I kind of feel like Justin Fields is matchup proof because he's not necessarily scoring his points from being like an elite NFL level quarterback. It's not like he's going out there, you know, being Joe Burrow, throwing for 300 yards and three touchdowns. He can, you know, give you 40 points for fantasy and throw for like 100 yards. Like that's in his range of outcomes. His, you know, rushing ceiling is crazy. And his floor, honestly, as a rusher is also pretty high. So I think that's really how he's going to get his points here against the Eagles. So if he had a great matchup, I mean, he'd probably be up there in the top three. He gets docked a little bit for the Eagles matchup, but I'm still very in on him. I just, you know, can't deal with the uh, outcome where I sit Justin Fields and then he goes nuclear for one of those like 30 plus games. 
I just really wouldn't be able to accept it. So I like him here as my quarterback six. Behind him, I have Lamar Jackson. And to be completely honest, I'm not really expecting Lamar to play in this game. I think they're probably going to sit him out one more week. If he does play, this is where he would slot in. But, you know, kind of just wanted to throw him in there in the, uh, you know, off chance he does actually suit up for this game. Then at eight, I have Dak Prescott. I think in general, Dak Prescott has been a little bit disappointing this season, but he does draw a decent matchup here against the Jaguars. So I think uh, Dak was kind of the uh, first like highest rated fringe I had in my quarterback start set. I think I cut it off after Lamar. So he's going to be like right behind that group of guys that I feel very confident in. And then behind him, I actually have the quarterback he's going up against, Trevor Lawrence. Now this is a much tougher matchup for Lawrence going up against the Cowboys, but Lawrence has really been playing out of his mind as of late. You know, I'm willing to kind of trust him in this matchup. Not saying he's going to, you know, have like the week he did last week, but I think he can go out and give you solid mid-tier QB1 production. Behind him, I have Tua, a quarterback with another tough matchup going up against the Bills. Like I said with uh, Josh Allen, weather could be a factor here. Now, if the weather's looking terrible, I feel a whole lot less confident in Tua in that situation than I do with Josh Allen. So if we're hearing about some really rough weather, you know, I would be fine docking him below Cousins, below Geno, maybe even, you know, below a guy like Daniel Jones. That's something we're going to have to monitor. I'm not expecting like a full-on Tua bounce back, but I don't know if he's going to struggle the same way he has over the past two weeks. Uh, at 11, I have Kirk Cousins going up against the Colts. Kirk is basically like week to week, always in this sort of spot, back in QB1, high end QB2. I think if you have him, you feel decent and you just plug him in there as like a back end QB1 play this week. And then at 12, I have Geno Smith. Typically, you know, in a neutral matchup, Geno would probably be up there in that like eight, nine territory. Unfortunately, this is just a really tough matchup against the 49ers. We just saw them dismantle that uh, Buccaneers offense. Obviously not a uh, you know super tough offense to go up against at this point in the season, but still the uh, 49ers defense has been impressive all season long, along with Geno. So I still think he's a decent option here. Like I have him as a QB1, but I would temper my expectations a little bit because of that matchup. Then getting into the uh, QB2s, I have Daniel Jones here at 13. Despite having no weapons, he continues to give you, you know, decent production. Behind him, I have Mike White. And the real question here with Mike White is how banged up is his ribs? Because if he was 100%, like this matchup against the Lions is fantastic. But if he's banged up and not 100%, it would definitely make me feel a little bit less confident throwing him into my lineup. Behind him, I have Deshaun Watson at 15 going up against the Ravens. It's tough to kind of evaluate Deshaun Watson because I do think at some point, you know, throughout the rest of the season, he's going to have a game where it clicks and then we're feeling good about him the rest of the way. I just, you know, don't know if it's going to happen this game. The Ravens are definitely not a cakewalk to go up against as a defense. So we'll see. Right now I have him as like a high-end QB2. Behind him, I have Jared Goff, who has looked very impressive as of late. If I'm being totally honest here, this kind of seems like a spot where that could start to fall apart. Not saying he's going to be terrible, but this is a really tough matchup against the Jets. So I'm not overly confident in Jared Goff this week. And then to wrap up the uh, last two guys, Derek Carr going up against the Patriots, and then uh, Brock Purdy against the Seahawks. Now let's shift over to the tight end position. And obviously, we're starting it off here with Travis Kelsey at number one. You know, no question there, the clear cut number one tight end this season, and you know, should be that guy rest of season. At two, I'm sticking here with Mark Andrews. You know, if you wanted to go Hawkinson or a guy like Schultz, I wouldn't push back super hard. Personally, I'm still going to be uh, rolling with Mark Andrews here. 
going up against the Browns. Those guys I just said, I have Hawkinson at three, Dalton Schultz at four. Hawkinson's volume has been super strong since uh, joining the Vikings. He kind of just needs to get into the end zone. That's like the one thing he's uh, missing there. For Schultz, a solid matchup here against the Jaguars. I think the Cowboys will put up a solid number of points, and he has been very solid for fantasy. Another guy who has been very solid when healthy is David Njoku, who is going up against the Ravens. He's had like a few games here and there where he's banged up or, you know, limited coming off an injury. But when this guy is playing his full set of snaps, he has been incredibly effective. So I like him here at tight end five. Then here at tight end six, I have Dallas Goddard. And it's possible where you're going to see him uh, returning this week. He steps into a pretty cake matchup against the Bears. So that would be good to see. Um, You know, I think in a few weeks or maybe even heading into week 16, he could be, you know, competing for Hawkinson or Schultz up in one of those spots. I would just be maybe a little hesitant this week. Obviously, if you have him, you know, you probably feel good starting him. But I'm just saying like starting him over a guy like Njoku or Schultz, maybe they ease him back in a little bit. Something we're just kind of going to have to wait and see there for Goddard. At seven, I have George Kittle. He's been disappointing. I think Debo missing this game probably helps him out a little bit, but still a tight end that I think we need to fire up, you know, unless somehow we have a uh, better option with one of these guys ranked ahead of him. At eight, I have Pat Frymuth going up against the Panthers. Just kind of seems like a safe-ish mid to back end tight end one. Then at nine, I have Evan Ingram, who is coming off of that like historically good game, just, you know, all of a sudden turns into Gronk out of nowhere. Uh, He goes up against the Cowboys. So not a great matchup, but like I talked about with Lawrence, this offense is definitely trending up. Now here at 10, I have Darren Waller. And I feel like Darren Waller was like the toughest guy to rank here. It's possible he can uh, make his return here in week 15. And I had basically totally forgotten about him. Like in my start sit video, I uh, believe I had Dallas Goddard in there. Didn't even think about Darren Waller coming back because it seems like it's been so long since he's played. And I just don't know what to expect out of him. Like even when he was playing early on this season, the results weren't great. Now it is possible he was dealing with that hamstring injury, which was kind of limiting him early on in the season. So if you had him and you want to throw him in there over an Ingram, over a Fryermuth, I wouldn't push back super hard. Honestly, even over like a Kittle, um, you know, I wouldn't hate it. It's just a tough guy because he could go out there you know, give you five for 80 and a touchdown, I wouldn't be shocked. And he can also go out there, catch like two passes for 10 yards and play 50% of the snaps. And I also wouldn't be shocked. It seems like the range of outcomes is pretty wide here for Darren Waller. Now looking at uh, number 11, I have Gerald Everett. I think this uh, Chargers team is going to put up a very high number of points against the Titans. So he has the touchdown upside, solid back end tight end one. At 12, I have Greg Dulcich. I would say that if Russ plays in this game, I would probably bump uh, Dulcich over Gerald Everett. If it's uh, Rippin, then he probably slots in here at that number 12 spot. And then breaking into the tight end twos, a lot of these guys honestly could be flipped around. Once we're getting outside the top 12 tight ends, you're kind of just taking a dart and throwing it in hopes one of these guys hits. So 13, I have Cole Komet going up against the Eagles. He had had some success with Justin Fields as like a red zone threat. At 14, I have Dawson Knox. He's pretty consistently run a solid number of routes. He just hasn't really been able to produce. He had one of his better games, if not his best game of the season uh, last week. I believe he was their uh, leading receiver. 
So high end uh, tight end two. Hunter Henry going up against the Raiders. I think it's a decent matchup. Also, you know, he runs a decent number of routes, nothing crazy. You're kind of hoping he hits on a big play or gets into the end zone. 16, I have Tyler Conklin. I like the matchup here against the Lions. Kind of a similar situation with Henry where the routes are okay. You know, he's going to be in that like 60 to 70% range, not overly consistent, but you know, could see a decent number of targets or a touchdown this week. 17, I have Daniel Bellinger. When healthy, he plays a very strong number of snaps. Just going to have to see how his uh, ribs are doing after being in and out of that uh, week 14 game. And then I have Jawan Johnson here at 18 going up against the Falcons. Has kind of emerged as a touchdown threat for the Saints. Also an honorable mention to Okonkwo, who I really think you could kind of throw in anywhere from like Cole Komet to Jawan Johnson. Like if you tossed him in there, I wouldn't hate it. Like I said, a lot of these guys very, very close together, just kind of throwing darts here at the tight end position. Hopefully you guys have one of those top guys. If you don't, you know, hopefully the uh, luck hits you on one of these streaming options. But that is going to wrap it up for both the quarterback and the tight end rankings. If you guys did enjoy, do me a huge favor, hit that like button. And if you are new to the channel, uh, hit that subscribe button also. Also today, going to be putting out those kicker and defense rankings. So check those out, you know, if that is something you are interested in. Thank you guys for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.